Hey, Mod Clubbers, welcome back. Keaton Cash here and Luca Rosenberg-Lee. Episode number six, I think, of Mod Love. And good news, we finally got a question, a real question to answer. So (laughs) I'm excited about this. Uh, It's a question that was left on the YouTube channel in the comments, and it's from a guy named Jordan. Jordan says, a question about dating and disclosure. Once I'm post-fallow, I'm not sure if I will tell dates I'm trans. What are we obligated to disclose to a date or a one-night stand or casual fling? So post-fallow, it's a great question. It does change the dynamics a little bit. Uh, Luca, you want to start off? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not that in particular in terms of being like post fallow or anything, but I think so maybe you can touch on that a little bit, but I know people who are in that situation. In terms of disclosing, I guess I'll start with what to disclose. Personally, for me on a first date, I do disclose that I'm trans normally, but I just kind of like find ways to put it in there so that it's not, you know, and we've talked about that before, but just, you know, not saying in a way that is, you know, makes it seem like it's super, super serious, or that's something that's really negative, because that sometimes is what happens. It's like you position it in a way where it's like, well, I've got this really big thing to tell you, and you might not like me after and that kind of attitude never seems to go that well. So I just usually say something like, Oh, yeah, you know, when I was speaking about transition, because like I transitioned to male like 10 years ago, I, you know, I speak at schools and stuff, because I was doing that for a while. So I'll say it like that. Or for instance, I made a movie about being trans. So I'll bring that movie up. Other than that, I don't disclose much else unless they ask certain questions. Um, I've never had a problem with how that's gone. Um, Normally people are just intrigued and they're fine, but yeah. And then sometimes it doesn't go anywhere later, which can sometimes be upsetting, but I try not to internalize that, you know, and think it's just because I'm trans or something, but I don't think you have to disclose that much, even on a one night stand. I, I don't know. I just think unless you want to. Well, you know, I think this question is really, yeah, particular about like, how does fallow change the topic of disclosure? And I get what you're saying that like, you're kind of like, you like being really upfront and you would take that approach, whether you were, you know, post op or not. I think like, you know, just to jump straight to the point for my opinion, I think that if it's a casual hookup, or just kind of an ongoing casual friends with benefits kind of ongoing hookup thing, uh, like one night stand versus ongoing casual hookup. I don't think there's any obligation to disclose anything. Like, I mean, also there's no obligation to disclose anything ever. Yeah. But you know, people are using that that word obligation sometimes. But I think if there's a potential for something to become sort of emotional or more long term then you're going to want to broach the subject just because you're not going to want to risk that that early sense of integrity, transparency, you know, just overall like trust, I guess, yeah. and reliability, you know, to let people know like what your experience has been and, and all that sort of good thing. Um, yeah, because like, I mean, my thing is just thinking about it now. It's like when I first started transition, I thought I was going to basically my goal was, oh, I'll just transition and I'll basically hide it and never talk about it. And that's not how this has gone. Like we're doing this thing now. Like, as I said, made a movie about it. Like I've spoken about it, you know, on in panels and for years. And I don't know, at least this is just for me. Like even if it was, I was fallow post off any of those things, like being trans is a part of who I am. No surgery is going to make me not trans. 
-hmm. Like at least for me, it's just not. So no matter how passing I am, no matter how much I have the perfect junk that looks exactly like a cisgendered man and every single thing about me is exactly cisgendered and no one would ever know, I would still tell people I was trans because it's a part of who I am. And it's a part of what I deal with mentally, emotionally, physically. It's a part of my life. And no matter who it is, I'm not going to want to, it's, you know, especially dating them. If I'm going to date them, I need them to know that I'm trans regardless, because I deal with stuff out in the world and I need to talk to my partner about it. This happened to me. Hey, I'm feeling triggered by this because I'm trans, like, or not even that they've done something, but like, oh, you know, like, like I was watching um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall last night and I was on, was on TV and I was telling my girlfriend how I used to not like Russell Brand because I just saw him as this like cisgendered guy who thinks he can do whatever he wants. And he's just like, I'm super funny and like cisgendered. And, you know, I just have everything given to me because like I used to feel that way about men a lot. And then I was talking about how I don't care anymore as much and how he's I, he's grown on me politically and all that stuff. But it's like, if you don't tell people you're trans, you can't have those conversations. and those conversations are part of being a person. Yeah, well, I think what you're getting at too is like there is this line, you know, there's trans guys that identify as trans guys and then there's trans guys that identify as just men. And I definitely identify as just men, but I'm also trans. Okay, interesting. Because yeah. I sort of like based on the answer you just gave, I thought you were going to say like I definitely identify as a trans No, guy. no. Like when I look at a form and it says men, woman, trans, I always put men unless I think there's some very specific reason I want them to know that I'm trans. But I do identify as just a man. But I also would hate to be in a situation where I couldn't bring up being trans. That would just drive me crazy. It's annoying, especially but, a dating situation. Yeah, like especially dating, but like not so much like professional no i exactly i judge it however it goes like we just brought on this uh working with this logistics person in new york on this production and i told her that i was trans in like our second meeting Mm -hmm. because she was we were talking about gender neutral pronouns and stuff like that and i just like wanted to create a good vibe and sometimes it's a nice icebreaker and you just judge it in the moment (laughs) but i have colleagues and clients that have no idea that i'm trans or i haven't brought it up to them in sometimes years yeah, no, same. I mean, I, I'm sure I've said this on other videos, but, uh, you know, I was largely stealth. Like, if you weren't, like, a queer friend in my social circle, like, I was completely stealth. Yeah. And creating the mod club and doing this whole thing has been, like, a huge, like, exercise in me outing myself because I didn't, I wasn't really sure if it was going to really push the envelope on me outing myself to certain people, but then it just kind of does because... I think this kind of gets back to the dating conversation is that suddenly I found that I was like spending all this time and energy working on this project. And then like my close friends that didn't know I was trans, you know, would be like, so, Hey, what are you up to these days? Or like, what's keeping you so busy? Like, why can't we talk or something? And then it's like, and then I'm like, Oh shit. Like, I don't want to lie. Cause these are actually like really good friends of mine. And then it put me in this interesting thing where I was like, this has been my friend for 10 fucking years and they don't know, or, you know, like, you know, so I, you know, a couple of good guy friends, cis guy friends that are like, have never known. And I've been really enjoying that privilege. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. shit, man, you know, this project is really bringing it to the surface where I either have to lie to them about what I'm working on to maintain this stealthness. And anyway, I ended up just telling them I was really relieved when it all just went really well. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that I've like outed myself to like every person in my life. Like I definitely haven't and I don't plan on it. But yeah, you know, I think it just goes back to like when you're close with somebody, you want to be honest about like what's going on in your life and your background. And even 
in my current relationship, like me and my partner have known each other for 15 years, but we've been dating for four. Uh, she's known the whole time that, you know, I was trans, uh, but I can talk about my trans experience, but I'm still not like, here's a bunch of pictures of me from before. Yeah, and no, like, no, here's no. my old name. And like, blah, blah, blah. Like, let's yeah. talk about like all that stuff. Right. Like, you know, she's learned little tiny things here and there, but I'm still able to like talk about that experience without like just being like totally full on. That's that. Yeah, that's my experience too, with that. I don't, I'm not like in the full on stuff. And I think like, even on the first date things, like at least for me, it's better to get a vibe going with someone anyway first. And, you know, mm -hmm. I spent, I found I had to do a lot of mental switching, like so much of my mental and emotional energy I found in my dating life was put towards, you know, you know, having sex and getting a girlfriend and those kinds of energies around that. And it ended up being challenging, you know, because it put a lot of pressure on my dating life and all this stuff, but I didn't know quite how to get out of it mentally. Um, and the reason I bring that up is because once I started making a little bit more flips where I just started to like, you know, see more of my women as how do I just build a friendly connection and, mm -hmm. and then mentioning being trans as part of a, like, it's not a make or break on whether or not we're going to date or sleep together because I've tried to like make those things less pertinent because I found at least for me that when I transitioned, I stopped hanging out with women. I only hung out with men, started working in all male spaces. My disconnection from women got so much that I felt like I didn't even know how to talk to them anymore, basically. Mm -hmm. And then it was all just about like, trying to find a girlfriend essentially. And that was also didn't feel that great. And I, <laughs> you know, so I, I just kind of went around with it like that. And the reason I say that is just because it can feel really scary to bring up that you're trans or bring up that you've had foul. I mean, I don't even know if you need to bring up that you've had foul unless it becomes a conversation that you feel comfortable with or whatever. It's telling people that you're trans isn't a if you're coming from a place where it's not a make or break on whether or not this person's going to date you, because ultimately at the beginning of dates, first dates, very early on, it's just my advice. It's better to see them just as you're, you're testing them as much as they're testing you. Yeah. You're trying to see, do you even like this person? Right. Like it's like, yeah. or, you know, what's the vibe there? Could you even be friends? Like put them in the hot seat. Yeah. And I think people in our position, whether it's, you know, trans or, you know, all the other things that can sort of, put people in a little bit of this backseat idea mentally like you were saying in another video like a woman who a cis woman who can't have kids like she also kind of has to run through all this stuff in her brain when she's dating so anybody in that position that has something to disclose in a dating situation it's really easy to forget like hey you're also interviewing them like this isn't just all about like whether they'll accept you or not yeah yeah you also need to interview them and you know do they earn the opportunity of knowing who you are. They earn the opportunity of knowing your history and all that sort of good stuff. Another related question showed up in one of the Facebook groups where a guy was asking, um, like, yeah, so he's had fallow and then he's like, how should I post this on my profile, my online dating profile? Because, you know, the, the assumption that most people will make, probably especially cis, is that you know, when you, if you just say that you're trans on your profile, they're going to assume that you have original plumbing. Mm. And so he's like, how do I like say that I don't have original plumbing, but I, you know, without coming off like super weird or crass, there was a whole bunch of suggestions. And I think the one that I liked best was just, 
having like a little line that says like, yes, I've had the surgeries. That's sort of yeah. like put out there without fully having to say like, yes, I've had dick surgery. And it's tricky. I, I mean, I probably am on the very polar end of the opinion on this, but I, I don't know. I just think I just think that kind of talk and that kind of setting up, it really creates a lot of segmentation within trans identities that I think could actually be harmful personally in this idea that it's like, I'm super valid because I've had bottom surgery and I need people like, it's just to me, when I compare like transness with like even cisgendered manness, it's like, if I saw a profile that was like, I have a nine inch dick, I'd be like, this guy's kind of a, a jerk. Yeah. And for sure. to me, I sort of see those as quite similar behaviors. I get it. You're super proud of the dick thing and you really want people to know. But I think it's a self justification to think that saying you've had fallow is somehow going to make or break your dating world that needs to then be super public on a profile that's like, don't worry. It's basically saying, don't worry you know, you're going to get a dick with me, which I think, A, people are going to just assume, I think it's wrong to assume that if you say that you're trans, people will think that you haven't had bottom surgery. I think, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, right? Assumptions are always hard. I think it's 50-50. I mean, you know, most cis people also just think like all of the surgeries happen at one time and like, it's like- Yeah, they don't know what's up. It's like this little like trans oven that you're like put into and you like come out as like the opposite gender. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so many people online that have been like, you know, they, the magic elves, did a great job on you. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. And it's like, don't fuck yourself, you idiot. But in terms of the validation stuff, like, I I don't know. Like, I really, I, I see both sides. I I get what you're saying, definitely, about, like, the guys that are, they're, like, you know, well hung. Like, that. they say that kind of shit in their profiles. Um, totally douchey, for sure. And I think like if the trans guy was like, I've had the surgeries well hung, um, it's definitely leaning more towards that direction. Uh, Yeah, I think it's a douche move, but some people are douchey and that's totally fine. But there's also people, you know, and I don't know like, you know, what gender he's going for and I guess it doesn't matter, but I, you know, there's definitely people though that are like gonna write us off. I mean, it works both ways. You know, there's people that are going to be interested in trans men with the hope and assumption that we did not have bottom surgery. And then there's going to be people that would totally write us off with the assumption that we did not have bottom surgery, but then learning that we had bottom surgery might be like, oh, well, okay, like, yeah. interested. I think you know, those more. people, I personally, I wouldn't date those people. That's probably where I'm coming from with it. If okay. you're going to write me off because I don't have bottom surgery, and then you're going to be interested when you find out that I do, and that's going to be the make or break on the relationship. I don't know if that's, unless you're just looking for a short-term fling, maybe one night stands. But if you're looking for like a long-term relationship, it it can't be based on that. It's like, I've had so many conversations with cis guys who have so many issues around all of that stuff that I've just learned to be like, it is not the make or break situation. There are so many guys with biological dicks that are really struggling to have positive sex lives to, you know, to, you know, their girlfriends are telling them they don't last long enough and all these things. But we know as trans people that it's not about the dick anyway. There's a lot more. It's who's attached to the whole thing or else it wouldn't be like that. Like if you think about it, it doesn't really add up. Do you know what I'm saying? 
like it's like yeah but it doesn't kind of like "Mm." it the reason i think it doesn't add up is because if it was just about genitalia then why is it that a woman a trans woman who hasn't had bottom surgery let's say would people who are going to write who are going to only look for dicks be interested in that well i mean if they're it depends like are they queer slash bisexual yeah but if they're queer slash bisexual it's but like, like okay maybe queer no but like okay let's say they're bisexual yeah but they're very like you know dick preferred if you're looking for someone very dick preferred then it's like yeah sure put it in your profile like i just think that there's more to the relationship life than dick there just is because there has to be or else people would stay with people just because they had big dicks or just because their dicks did x y or z i don't like i honestly don't know like what i think about this my gut and like you know maybe i my gut and my mind could be changed with more thought and processing whatever but like i guess i'm just thinking right now um like people do just have preferences though right at the end of the day like we all have preferences and like i'm not I don't want to sound like I'm one of these like assholes on Grinder that's like, you know, oh, I, you know, I only date white guys because that's just my preference. Like, I'm not yeah. trying to go there, but it's like, if people, if people are, it, it, I don't know, like, can this be compared to like a fetish even? So like, well, maybe that's dangerous territory. That's not what I mean. I'm not talking about fetishizing us. I'm talking about at the end of the day, if somebody's just a lot more aroused by a skin cock, let's just yeah. call it, then that's just something that they're self-aware about for themselves. It doesn't mean that they're just going to stay with anybody who's got a skin cock. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. It just mean, might mean like, you know, cause I've gone on dates, like first dates with random women that have been like, you know, once I've told them I'm trans and then, you know, they automatically do the whole thing where like, oh yeah, you know, I tried sleeping with a woman once and it just really wasn't for me. And it's like, Go fuck yourself. but what they're basically trying to say is like, front hole genitalia is not for me obviously it can't be equated in that but it's like you know yeah it's like at the end of the day some you know some people are just like i'm really excited by skin cock and if you've got a skin cock i want to know it might open a door for me Hey, just a quick break to remind you that Mod Love, the podcast you're listening to right now, is part of Mod Club. And you can find and join the Mod Club at clubftm.com. It's free to join. The site is still new, but we've got an awesome surgery results gallery that's growing all the time. And among other fun features, we've got an affiliate shop. In our affiliate shop, if you find anything you want from early to bed and you follow the links to check out at earlytobed.com, then enter Mod Club at checkout and get 10% off your order. Back to the show. Well, the joke is I am excited by, sure, we'll call it skin cock. Of course, you see that it's a turn on, but I have no interest in actually being with someone because of that. That's just one example I'm saying like, of course, yes, it's a turn on. But I also think that as someone who's you know, essentially been like sleeping with people since the th- I was 13 years old. There's so much more than that when it comes to your energy, your vibe, what you're bringing to the bedroom. Like at this point in my life, I'm confident I could school anybody 
Like, give me the person who tells me that they only care about skin cock, only, 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 and they would have zero interest in anything. And I bet you that I could give them a positive experience in the bedroom that they'd be like, wow, totally didn't even think that that was possible. But because it's up here, the sex, it is no, it's true. It is. That's just my opinion. It's tricky, I guess. Yeah. And again, the whole, like sex is definitely between the ears, but like, you know, like they're still, yeah, I don't know. It's tricky. I guess it's tricky. Well, this is why we're not going to solve it on this podcast, obviously, because it's a lifelong issue that the world seems to struggle with. But I just think it's the op saying that feeling as though you have to have something like that in your profile to either a validate you or just make sure that you're attracting the right kind of person, I think is kind of the you know, when it's so left that it's right, like you can be so politically left that you actually kind of end up being the same as being the right side. Like, I think that it's verging on, it verges on problematic for me because it kind of like consistently just puts you in this tier and continues to tell that narrative and that story that like, yes, bottom surgery and genitalia is the thing is like, I need to make sure people know exactly what's in my pants before we even have a conversation so that they either a appreciate me or I'm getting the right kind of women or that I, you know, can just say these trans people that don't have this. Oh yeah. By the way, don't deal with it. Don't basically don't deal with them because I know you really want dick and I've successfully got one. I think that's a valid point. I also am thinking in my mind, what about, what about it also, because, you know, this person I don't think is necessarily trying to brag, but I think no, that not. it's also like just being information that people kind of want to know and will save, you know, the person who's posting about their cock, you know, kind of save everybody's time because, you know, there's also, as we know, there's like plenty of people out there who have an interest in trans men specifically because a lot of the times they don't have a skin cock. And so it will also, it is just, at the end of the day, it is just a piece of information that can weed out the wrong people and weed in the right people. So it's like, what about those people that are also like, you know, those people that are like, oh, you know, tranny chasers, whatever. Maybe they're not tranny chasers, but maybe they're like, you know, I'm down with trans guys, but haven't met one yet who's had fallow. And then it's like, oh, that's not for me though. What do you say to that? Like, so they down with trans guys, but they haven't met one that has fallow and then they're more down or they're less down? No, they're less down. I still think, A, those conversations, I think, I totally get that. And it is a valid thing. But on, on my preach tip right now, I do think it, that is still a thinly veiled excuse for self-righteousness and a way to basically, I because I, I know, all I'm trying to say is like, I also know what it's like to be in a place in my transition where I need to be very sort of like, you know, this, these things are going to make me happy saying that I have this stick is going to make me happy. How can I do that in a way that also tells a story that I'm doing it because I want to weed out the wrong people, or I want to make sure people know these things about my body. And it's just another piece of thing to add, but I still see it as the same douchebag side of the sort of like, I've got this nine inch cock. Cause I think those conversations could happen in person just through conversation. I think anytime we're bringing in genitalia as a make or break to a relationship dynamic, I think is 
not at least the direction I want to go in terms of progress or wherever we're trying to go as people. And I just think like, I don't know, I, I, I would see like, if I saw a profile of a girl and she had in that profile that she had had a boob job, I'd be like, okay, cool. I guess like, thanks for the share, but there's a lot of like, but I don't need to know that in your profile, Mm -hmm. even if that is super dope or even, you know, or whatever the case may be. Like, I just, I just think that it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I get all of those points. I do totally understand where they're coming from. I just think that there's self-deluded lies built in to that narrative. Interesting. Interesting. I guess like looking back at the question, yeah, the original question doesn't actually say anything about online disclosure. So that was the other guy in the group. But it's an interesting yeah, debate dating, though, conversation. Dating and disclosure in general. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, I feel like I would be very predisposed to giving a nod towards the fact that I had had surgery. And because you feel great about it and it's exciting and you feel, and it's, it's, it's something that it's, that's why I think that it's not that there's anything wrong with it. I do think people should, but I think denying the fact that there's some sort of backend ego going on about what that means and how it feels to say that and how it feels to be validated for that decision. I think there's a part of that there too. All these things exist in one, you know, because getting fallow and not telling anybody, no, you want to tell people because you're like, this is dope. I now have this dick that I'm super proud of. And I just want everyone to know about it. I mean, there's that, but like, there's also like other components where, you know, it's very, it's very likely that, I don't know about like very likely, but it's a, it's a, it's a very real possibility that, people who like skin cock still might like see your fallow and be like, this isn't for me. A hundred percent beyond that. I like, that's another a hundred percent. You're still going to have to have the whole conversation about like, Oh, my balls can only be touched like this. And my dick can only have sensitivity here. And like, I've got to, you know, do this thing or that thing before we engage in it. Like put all, I mean, you could put all that in your profile, I guess. (laughs) That's just me being a jerk. (laughs) You know, like, kind of going to the extreme back when I was like early transition days, I uh, made friends with this guy online, this other trans guy online, and we would kind of swap, swap stories and whatever. And he was telling me that he, he would pack big and go out to the clubs at night. And, you know, if, you know, it it wasn't date rapey, but it was like, you know, if, if, if there was enough drinks flowing, like he would take a girl home fucker and just be like really domineering and just be like don't touch my cock like don't suck my cock like whatever and he would just basically like take her home like you know bend her over fucker and all this stuff and just try to totally keep it on the dl that he was using a prosthetic yeah and i was like that's amazing do that yeah um you know a little like a little like heavy and risky but but hot whatever yeah i definitely i mean (laughs) um and i don't think it's like quite to that level but you know yeah i think like at the end of the day you know yeah if you just like meet somebody out and you just want to fuck like just go for it if it's a casual thing and nobody's asking questions just go for it i have talked to another guy who i don't know if it was a one night stand or just an ongoing hookup i think it was a little bit of an ongoing hookup uh he had fallow he hadn't disclosed anything and the other person didn't ask until accidentally in the middle of one of their sessions like the guy's dick just basically fully bent in half at one point the other person like noticed and didn't say anything in the moment but later was like 
Yeah, so like I saw your dick bend in half and you were fine. So like, can you please explain that yeah. to me? And then I guess it came out from there. So interesting stories on how that stuff can work. But what about women who have had mastectomies because of breast cancer? Do you put that in a dating profile as a debate? You could, so by the way, could, and I wouldn't breast cancer I survivor, double incision yeah. mastectomy. I have no boobs. I think it's totally valid if somebody put that in there. Yeah. And I, mean, I think like, it's valid too. I still think it should be in a one-on-one conversation just because why tell everybody that? Why not just only tell the people that you're actually having a vibe with? Because we know once you have a vibe with someone, people are willing to look past a lot of things, even if they are obsessed with boobs. Well, another thing I was going to think about though is like, okay, if, if you catch a new vibe with somebody and you're like, oh shit, I'm really into boobs and this chick doesn't have any, or you know, whatever the thing is, and you're willing to look past it it doesn't even feel hard, let's say, to look yeah. past it in the beginning. But then, you know, say six months, 12 months, whatever, down the road, you know, you're kind of like, fuck, man, like, I'm really into this chick, but like, I'm really missing boobs. Okay, cool. Dumb. And you don't have to tell them it's that you just say you're, you know, at the end of the day, if you're even in that place, where you're thinking like that, it's like, you know, total just break up. Yeah. Because it's like, and just be like, yeah, this isn't working. If it's still good and working, the chances that you would actually have that thought of I miss boobs so much that you'd want to break up with them. There's probably other reasons why you're thinking about breaking up with them. I mean, but this is the thing is like, I think people can think about this stuff and like miss boobs, but not, but not feel like it's breakup level, but feel frustrated. And I think people are concerned about getting into that kind of like, like, yeah, I, I debate, I debate <laughs> because my biggest, biggest insecurity, the thing that I was willing to never cross the line again was for instance, having a teller girlfriend. I'm super in love with my girlfriend. If I get, you know, like, I don't think, and I've just mentally decided to like, look past my own insecurities around that, mm. you know, I just think that for me to actually be like, I'm going to break up with you because you're taller than me she would have had to do some other shit. I think it's a lie that again, when we're talking about self delusion stories, it's like to say that everything is perfect. You're the best person ever. I love spending every minute with you. You make me so happy. You do these really sweet things for me. You know, you make sure that our house is still kept. You're so chill with my family. Like you rub my back when I'm feeling sad. Like we don't fight, but honestly, like the fact that you don't have boobs, I don't know. Like, and then choosing to break up over that because I, I've just been in a lot of relationships myself where like, I'm looking, there's things that I'm really vibing with and there's things that I'm looking past. You'll always have to look past something. It's not, you know, and especially when if you're thinking about a long-term relationship or even marriage, it's like, you're not going to get it all. You're just not like, so sure. Go for the boobs, figure out what you're, what you will not compromise and then try to get those things, but know there'll still be other things. No matter what happens, there's going to be other things. There will be, and, you know, like I'm very familiar with the reverse. Like I've known cis guys who are clearly not that happy in their relationship. And when yeah. you talk to them about it on the side privately, they're like, yeah, but like her fucking tits and her fucking ass are like bomb. And they're just yeah. like, they're like, they're just like, yeah, she nags me. Yeah. She's annoying. Like, yeah. Like all these, like this big list of like, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, if you bring it up, they're just like, 
but these two things low are self-esteem incredible. dude low self-esteem is you really think that's just low self-esteem and i it's do just like having like a really like my i thought i had fine self-esteem issues as i've said before until i realized that i did have low self-esteem issues and like to me that stuff comes from low self-esteem because there's a lot of women with amazing asses and amazing tits and amazing bodies and they're great in bed millions sure so I just, I just why be with like... someone it's no it's very interesting i know it's a real human experiment why then be <laughs> with somebody that's making you unhappy just because they're good in bed the answer is because you don't ultimately think that you could do better or you don't want to be single yeah yeah no i do agree with that i guess when i first encountered this like way of thinking i was like holy shit like is there a lot of cis guys like this that are just like Lots. so and i don't know and i think like you know we question a lot with like the cis community in general of like you know a lot of these people have just not never had to really question any of this stuff yeah. so therefore their approach to it all is still sort of cursory right where like we've done all this like deep processing and stuff like that but yeah. they're still like at a certain level a very privileged level where they're just like yeah, I like dicks that are like this. And I like tits that are like that. And like, whatever, who cares? Like, let's move on. Like, do you got it? Yes, no. Okay, cool. Like, you know, hello, goodbye. I think when it comes to relationships, though, there's definitely more than that. Sex is like, and those things should be, ultimately it's amazing, but it's also should be bottom, bottom. If you've got a good sex dynamic, fantastic. Um, but there's a lot of things that can come before that. And that's why I think like, if you're just reeling a fish in with the bait being your fallow, you might end up with the crazy girl at the end of that or a shitty relationship or any one of those things that's not going to make it work. If you're just looking for someone to suck your dick and because you have fallow and you want that environment, then for sure. I think that that's totally legit. Put it out there and you just want to, you know, but when we're talking about the complexities that make up a relationship, I don't know if that's your biggest bait and hook or should be the thing that, you know what I'm saying? It goes in that direction. Mm -hmm. Um, because I do think that a lot of cisgendered men back to the self-esteem thing are like, you know, they, a lot of men, they grow up really in, insecure around their bodies, around their performance, around women, around their identities. They have no way of thinking about it or processing it. They become, they go through puberty. They carry all those experiences with them. They become bigger, taller, whatever, more attractive. And they find a girl that is good in bed and is hot. And they just say, this is it. And this is, this is what yeah. I get. And, and cause I don't want to risk going back to that world where I feel rejected and, uh, you know, and I feel like I might not be able to get somebody else. And I feel all these things. I mean, the divorce rate's high for a reason, right. It's cause like people are having those, you know, they're not noting that they're having those conversations, but then when they get better self, then they get there and they're like, fuck, like, is this worth my happiness? Yeah. And I mean, really, this is true across the spectrum, trans or cis, you know, like yeah. everybody is struggling with that stuff. Um, you know, it's an ongoing issue of like, where's the happiness line? You know, Dan Savage says like, get a seven out of 10 and round up, you know, which just is, speaks to the point that like, nobody's ever going to be super perfect and all that good yeah. stuff. I think yeah. this is, these are really good questions. <laughs> <laughs> started, some uh, hefty, started some hefty debates. Yeah, I know, right? Um, yeah, so people again, uh, questions.modlove at gmail.com or leave a comment on the YouTube channel. Also, if you're listening on the podcast, depending on what you're listening on, you can leave a message through the podcast software app, whatever. Hit us up, and uh, I think that's it. We're going to call it a day. Great. All right. Sounds cheers. good. See you soon. Bye.